eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it's a wet Wednesday podcast for you. What's up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yes, I was just looking at the radar. We're going to get some rain, some showers, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Jerry, I thought I would take this old school podcast. I've uh, gone to the website, the show prep website that I used to grab some of the crazy stories from. And I said, you know what? I haven't. We haven't really done one of those podcasts in a while where we go, well, Florida, man. Uh, no, it's been a lot about whimsy. It's been a lot about whimsy. It's been a lot about coronavirus. Um, and your place. Uh, all sorts of things. Right. My personal life has taken over the podcast, Jerry, and it's not right. I agree. So I'm going to take it old school and go crazy stories. I like For it. For example. Let's get well, back to one, what we do. This one is coronavirus related, but in an interesting way. Uh, the Namibian government. Not sure where that is exactly. But they're warning their citizens not to trust claims on social media there in Namibian, where the claims on social media is that elephant dung or poop can cure coronavirus. They're saying do not believe it, that there's no truth to the rumor, Jerry. That Who's starting this rumor? Who are these people? It's on so- Who are these people? It's on social media. Is this, for, is this in, in Africa? Uh, I'm not sure where. Let me Google Nam. It's got to be Nambia, right? That's what I thought, but. That's got to be Africa. Do you think somebody spelled it wrong? Namibian is a country in South, Southern Africa. Yes. They said they noticed on social media that people were selling elephant dung at very high prices. And they. Do what with it? They looked into why. Not to consume it. Let's see, Jerry. It's, well, hmm. Some traditional healers say elephant dung has healing properties for treating headaches, toothaches, blocked sinuses, and now claiming it can cure coronavirus. Okay. 
I guess by ingesting it. Doesn't say. I don't know how you could treat a headache by rubbing it on your forehead, rubbing it on your head, or toothache. Rubbing it it smells like crap. (laughs) I could see how it could fix blocked sinuses if the smell is so powerful that it can destroy your your nasal passages. Why don't we all have smelling salts? Wouldn't that do the trick for for, to clear out your sinuses? Yeah, in general. Yeah, I don't know because it really does clear out your sinuses. No, I also know it's horrendous. Yeah. But if it works and you can take one sniff. I feel like smelling salts are bad for you, though. Like, it's got to, it goes right to your brain. True. That's fair. But they do, athletes do it. Yeah, Not I do that, see I them on the sidelines. a great line. example, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, athletes generally do all very good yeah, things, I Jerry. Know, I know, I know, I know. I realize Yeah, smelling I salts. It. Didn't we get them one day in studio and Gio was smelling smelling salts? And yes. Boomer? Correct. Yeah, it's nasty. It's like a very strong, like ammonia smell. And I think it was in his, like, in his nose all day. Like that, it doesn't go it doesn't away go quickly. Away. What about this? You know, once we get, uh, you're go, you're already back in studio. But when I get back in studio, I'm going to have a longer commute than I'm used to. And yes, in fact, people who are now commuting that have started back say that the commute feels so much longer. Than it used to. Because no one's commute. driving an hour, hour and a half right. at a time anywhere. Unless you go on vacation or something. Yeah. Like, why? Like all right, so today we're going to my wife's parents' house for something. That's an hour away. Oof. Not a big deal because I'm driving 40 minutes back and forth to work. Right. But it's like, I got to go home and drive an hour? Right. Yesterday, I had to go to Greenwich, Connecticut. Now, I had Oof. to go home first to then go to Greenwich, Connecticut and back. That felt brutal. What was the timing one way there? It was an hour and 17 minutes. Okay. And an hour 25 home. Right. So it's like, you know, that that felt long to me. In the past, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's even like Gio was saying, like, Gio's got a long commute, which he's been doing for years. And he says now, like, when you you have to go somewhere and you look on Google Maps and it's 10 minutes away, it's like, oh, do I really want to get in the car? That to me doesn't bother me, but I get your point. (laughs) Yes. Jerry, here's a Florida woman story. Oh, we don't this, usually start with a Florida no, woman. A Florida man, sure. Florida woman. This is Clearwater, Florida, where I've uh, where I spent a, a number of uh, times in my life. And Clearwater, had some Florida. weird times there. Uh, let's see. A Florida woman opened the port the port hatch of her boat and urinated on her husband, who was asleep in the bed below. She did this on purpose. She did it on purpose. They got into a verbal altercation. Easy for you to say. Exactly. A verbal altercation. While on their cabin cruiser at sea, and when he fell asleep, she opened the front port hatch and (laughs) urinated on the victim. (laughs) When he woke up, Jerry. That's brutal. And exited the cabin, she bit him on the stomach. Oh, boy. So this was more, this was some altercation. Yeah. So first day was probably a verbal altercation. Then the guy falls asleep. She opens the hatch. She urinates on him. He wakes up. He's been urinated on. He comes up to see what happened. She bites him on the stomach. Oh. Do you think he has a big belly? Yes, I do. I can tell you what it's not. Six-pack abs. Now, she was questioned by police, as you might imagine, and she admitted to biting and urinating on the man. Oof. And she's been arrested for domestic battery. Yeah, that's not much of a marriage, is it? No, that's a tough one, especially if they uh, live together as a married couple, as you might imagine they would. I would think. Like, she's out on uh, uh, on bail. Like, if it's that bad. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm clearly I would like to think they're they're separating at some point. I would hope so. But if that happens and you're on a boat, like how do you bounce back from that? <laughs> you know, like well, even if all right, they say their peace, fair enough. Right. Doesn't that always come back to bite you in the head? Next argument. Well, what could be worse? I don't know. You pissed on my head last time. Right. And then bit my stomach. Like that never gets funny. Or if you hear that, like, like I'm sure uh, either one of them or both of them will share with close friends what happened. This is what happened with me and my wife. Right. And this is what I did to my husband. And then uh, you reference something, uh, you know, a few weeks down the road. And you go, yeah, me and my wife are going to take the boat out. Wait a minute. The wife that urinated on you and bit your stomach? Yeah, we're back together. Right. I don't know. I honestly don't know how you bounce back from that. That's a tough one. I don't. That's the only thing I could say is if if this woman got crazy because she was on drugs or alcohol, and then she says, "Listen, I'm never going to drink or do drugs okay. again. Please and take me back. I won't urinate you. No on, doubt. on you anymore." But also remember how this started. Verbal altercation preceded it, so there's more to this. There's a lot more animosity to it than this one incident. Plus, he did go to. He had cooled off and went to sleep. Yeah, that's. I give people, if you get into an argument with your wife and you can just go lay down and go to sleep, like I'm usually, my mind's racing at that point. Right. I don't know that I'm just going to, so you could be right. Maybe there's alcohol or drugs involved here. I'm going to say at least alcohol. They're on the boat. They're slamming drinks. Very possible. This sort of thing happens. You know what I did Saturday night for the first time mm. in what's got to be I'm not even joking. It's got to be five years. All right. Something you did for the first time in five years. I actually had a shot, which I don't do. I wow. never do because I don't like how it can hit you at some point. Right. Because you first take the shot. You're yeah. Like, okay. What is that? So we were out with friends and we, I made sure it was nothing more than just a beer here and there. Nothing crazy. All right. And then um, friend turned 40. So, you know, the night got a little bit later. I had one margarita. And then we were almost, like, the night was almost over. And it was like, hey, you know, we're having a, a, a team shot for his party. And at first I said no. And then it was like, he's turning 40 once. You can't have what, one shot. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. It's one shot. Of what? Uh, a vodka gimlet, as it turned out. What does that mean, a gimlet? Like a, it's like a lemon shot. A vo- with vodka in it? Yeah. All right. It was quite tasty. Hmm. I got to tell you, though, an hour later... Oof. It hit you. Never again. I'm, I'm, and that's why it's been five years since I've had one. Well, that's what's crazy when you see people, mostly college kids, doing shot after shot. And you're like, what? Yeah, how they don't end up in the hospital getting their stomach pumped, I'll never understand. Right. This is going to, at some point, catch up with you. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You're caught and up with you me. you're going to be in trouble. And I was okay. It's not like I was. I got sick. Nothing like that. But I just don't like that feeling. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no good, man. I don't. Uh, I'm trying to think. The last time I had a shot, it's been a while. I can imagine. I mean, you yeah. went nine months without a beer, right? I'm back to beers, though. I do like to have a beer. I especially have a, where you live. Yes, I have a beer on Friday, and I might have a beer on Saturday. I, I have, could be. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. If I lived where you lived, and I yeah. had the look at the ocean, and I had a, a deck outside on the second floor like that. I could not, not hard alcohol, nothing like that. I could end up being a beeraholic. Right. Well, they, they say down here that uh, there are a lot of alcoholics down here because of the lifestyle that is the Jersey Shore yeah. by the beach. The casual drinking turns into a daily 
event. Yes, right. Because you could see, see that. people that take a vacation week come down and they drink. They're near the ocean. It looks like fun. You have some drinks and all of a sudden. Al, if you, you go back to May when we opened yeah. the pool and we really couldn't go anywhere, I think I told you this. I realized at one point, like, and it was only like one, maybe two on a night. But I think I went like 16 or 17 straight nights where I was having a beer by yeah. the pool. Because, you know, there was nowhere to go, nothing to do. And I, at one point, I said to my wife, I'm like, you know, I've done this a lot. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, it's been pretty much daily. I'm like, you know what? I took a week off because I got yeah. a little concerned. Like, you know what? But I enjoy it. Like, it's it's casual. It's nice. You know, right. you're out in the weather. It's kind of good. But And Gio said the same thing he was doing. And then he decided that he was only going to have uh, beers on the weekend. Right, which makes Make sense. Make it like a Friday-Saturday thing. Smart. Do you have any interest, Jerry, in seeing a documentary on the last blockbuster, the store, the video Probably. store? Yeah, I might. I I would oddly find that interesting. It only closed this year. Oh, I thought is, it was still open. I thought it was in Alaska. Uh, no, this so it's in Oregon. Oh, okay. Uh, Bend, Oregon. And it was uh, did close this year, finally. All right. But supposedly there's a documentary coming out on December 15th. I have n- How did this possibly survive? I don't know. And what were they doing? Don't know. Rich guy owned it and didn't have to worry about it? I don't know. But were people coming and renting DVDs? I guess. I mean, there's that red box is still That's out there. That's true. Red box is still out so there. So, yes, maybe they were. I suppose so. Man, think about that. And wasn't... Didn't Blockbuster have an opportunity to buy Netflix? Yeah, supposedly in the beginning they had an opportunity to buy Netflix. And, and they, they said no. Blockbuster on demand. And instead they decided to stick with their model. They said, pass, we've got DVDs. Perhaps you've heard Eesh, of them. My God. And they probably thought they had Blu-ray too. They were going to be fine. Right. Yeah, Man. that Blu-ray didn't last all that long. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Hmm. Pretty wild. I did love Netflix when you had to get the DVDs in the mail. It was exciting to get to go to your mail and have a DVD. Yeah, I never never was a part of that. But then you were pressured into watching it because you wanted to get your money's worth, watch it, ship it back, get your next thing. Yeah, again. You follow? Not for me. Yes, I, yes. But not. I don't just don't watch anything. It wasn't your. It wasn't a thing for no, you. No, no. I, I was late to the Netflix. I don't think I didn't sign up for Netflix until we moved into this house two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Never was a Netflix person. All right. When I first got Netflix, the streaming it was terrible. Like you, you, it, it would freeze. I would be so annoyed by it. Hmm. Now, now it's, it's perfect. Crystal clear. Yeah, it is. Even on the phones, it's really good. Right. Yeah, they've really figured that out. They have. I figured out the warm-up show. It's uh, now one hour long. And we're no longer the shortest show on the fan, as we will point out in a couple of minutes here. I got word that we were at number two in the ratings, five to six hour. I got word two. Hmm, how about that? Number two. Number two. Not number one. No. But number two. But we're coming for you. <laughs> By the way. Number one. Pretty good margin between one and two. Oh, was there? <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Now, in fairness to us, there was a pretty good margin between two and three as well. Is that right? And then three down was clustered up. One was one. Two was a pretty was good a- two. Number one is a, was a music channel. It yes. Was not, uh, we got ways to go to get there. We do? But three's got a ways to go to get to two. It was a Power power 105, I think. Yes. Is beating us. Correct. Five to 6 a.m. <laughs> We're coming for you, Power 105. We got to work on that. <laughs> we got to find out who's on from five to six, Jerry, and start attacking them. <laughs> 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 Old school radio wars. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, the warm-up show is next. It was on WFAN, the number two behind Power. 
I'm going to check their website right now, Jerry, to see who our competition is. It's probably just some dude playing music. (laughs) Yes, it's Jay-Z songs. Right. (laughs) We're losing to Jay-Z songs. All right, Jerry, warm-up show is next. So... It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Here we go, 5.04 on a Wednesday morning. They call it hump day down the Jersey Shore. It's just another day of glorious sunshine, although it might rain today. That having been said, the Jersey Shore is where we find this man, this myth, this legend. He is bald. He is 50, soon to be 51, but he's handsome. He's in shape. His name is Al Dukes. Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, Yeah, and as someone pointed out to me on Twitter, now that J.J. has that gambling show he does at night, half hour long, where we're not even close to the shortest show in WFN anymore. That's got to get discarded. We double it. We've we are double the length of the shortest show on WFAN. That's right. I think actually Zach should make a new open for JJ, and we should stop mocking us. Right. Start mocking him. Start (laughs) mocking him. That's right. And his gambling show, which is only thirty minutes long. I we do an hour. We do an hour. I mean, this is like a grind. Is it? A, I feel like we've already passed the half hour. Like the to me, the show's over. His show's over already. Actually, what, we, what we've passed right now is what the show on used the to be: twelve minutes on the fan, on the fan, on the fan. Somebody um, uh, I, that I saw on my Facebook. You know, I have a Facebook <laughs> friends that I'm. Anything from uh, Instagram? You're gonna get to <laughs> uh, uh, Instagram today? Not today. We've gotten to Twitter and Facebook already. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Facebook. Uh, well, social media is where it's at, Jerry. Well, in for the you, year not for me. Well, for a lot of people, not for me. Not for you, but for a lot of people. A lot of uh, listeners are on to this sort of thing. But um, someone I have no idea who they are on Facebook, but I happen to be friends with a listener. Uh, something happened to him yesterday, which I had always hoped would happen to me, and that is he was on the beach and saw Bruce Springsteen. Cool. Sunning himself. All right. Did he go say hi? He did go say hi. Very cool. Was he nice? He was nice. He did not take a picture with him because he didn't want to bother him to that extent. But I, of course, had to inquire which beach was this in Seabright. Oh, very cool. That's where I pumped gas for Bruce Springsteen. Right. This guy's in Seabright. I got to get over there. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish he would come to Bradley Beach, Jerry. Yeah. Well, I'd love to meet Bruce Springsteen. Did he ever on sing about Bradley Beach? He um, he talked about Bradley Beach in a recent uh, concert of just only a few years ago that he wrote his song. Fourth of July, Asbury Park, he wrote while living in Bradley Beach. Oh, okay. And watching the fireworks in Asbury Park. I think there's a good chance. Here's what I would do if I okay. were you. At 10 o'clock every morning. Yeah. When the show, well, really 10.30 once we're done with doing After the, the podcast, podcast. I think what you should do is you should sit on your deck outside mm-hmm. and just stare and just wait just for Bruce. Wait. And you have until 7 p.m. Every night. Every day. You got 10 to, you got 10.30 to 7 that's eight and a half hours that you could dedicate looking for Bruce. And let's get, see how long it takes. Get my binoculars out. Yeah. And then hopefully you don't get arrested for staring at women in bikinis and chikinis. Right. And uh, let's see at what point you find Bruce. Could be a distraction. And uh, the dog will be fine. Don't worry about the dog. You can take yeah. the dog out even before you start. So let's do 11 to 7. So this way you can take Whimsy for a walk. By 7 o'clock, it'd be good to take her out for a walk again and feed her. And right. then you're good. You've put in your eight hours. I also had somebody reach out to me, Jerry, and said that uh, that he's a huge fan of the show. He wrote a very detailed letter to me. Very detailed. Okay. This and is Bruce? S- uh, no, this is uh, just a listener. <laughs> no, I Unfortunately, know. Bruce hasn't reached out. 
And this guy said, um, you know, Kathy Lee and Regis was a very popular show. It was. And then Kathy Lee had a baby, Cody. And all she did was talk about Cody And all this, you do is Cody talk about that. your dog. Right. This guy says, listen, this is coming from a good, good space. It's coming from a positive, I like you, I like the show, I watch, listen to everything. It's enough. I agree. But you brought up whimsy. I, no, no. I, listen, I brought up whimsy 100%. Right. So but I know, I know where he's going. I understand. That's like you've become the crazy dog person. Right. I'm going to uh, keep that in mind. So uh, no more with the dog. Got it. Uh, another thing. My sister came down yesterday to the beach. And I don't know if this well, goes on. You've become Mr. Popularity in the family. Uh, yeah. Move to happens. the shore and everybody wants to see Al. I would say I've had more family members here in the past three months than in my previous uh, fifty years. Isn't of my that life. isn't that crazy? You know why? Because well, you live in, in a desirable place, right? But there's a thing here, and I don't know if this is happening on Long Island beaches as well. But in New Jersey, there's something called sea lice. What have that? you heard this? No. What is that? It's uh, called. Of course, I mean, it's perfect for this year. But go ahead. It's called sea lice, but what they are? They're like mini jellyfish that you can't see. <laughs> And they get into your bathing suit oh, and boy. sting you like crazy. That's awesome. They will not sting you. Like if you were swimming nude, you'd have no chance of getting stung. They get they sting you when they get trapped. So in a shirt, in a in a, a pant leg, like a bathing suit leg. Hmm. So my nieces and nephews are very concerned about stinging sea lice. Wow. To come down. But and I this told is them, a serious problem this, this year. Is, uh, I don't know how. I think certain beaches have more serious problems. Right. But yes, the, the lice... Mini jellyfish are stinging people. I read an article about the sharks yesterday about how prevalent they are down the shore and why they are and why they are not attacking because apparently they could attack at will if they wanted. That's how close they are to us. And why are they not attacking us at will? Not feeding time. Okay. So keep the sharks fed. They will not kill us. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's more like of a Long Island problem. I keep seeing all these sharks in Long Island. There are, there sharks. are, there have been a lot in Long Island, but there was an overhead of I forget which Jersey Beach, and it's it's concerning. It really. That's why when we went to LBI two weeks ago, I guess it was. Not that my ten year old goes far out. He doesn't. But we kept him a little closer to shore than normal, just because right. the week prior there was the shark eating the dolphin or where the hell it was eating. The seal, something like a that. Seal, yeah, like twenty-five feet offshore. Like that's that's a problem. That is a problem. Not great. I would chase the sea lice after the sharks. That's just me. Just and just start stinging away, stinging like crazy. Jerry, we had a first Yankee loss, uh, first home game of the season last yeah, night. Yeah, you know it's funny because we were talking about their record. Um, I guess it, it might have been yesterday, and I mentioned how they were nine and one at home or whatever. And I forget yeah. one. The one home loss was that stupid doubleheader in Philadelphia. So oh, okay. it's their first loss at the stadium. At Yankee Stadium. But technically not their first home loss. Okay, fair enough. But uh, this Tanaka got smacked around by the Rays, Tampa Rays. Uh, did he really get smacked around? Yeah, I feel like I felt like he got smacked yeah, around. I guess. I you know Six what? runs in four innings. Yeah, but smacked the one run, around. you know what, if Gary Sanchez catches the ball. I mean, honestly. Yeah, that's mm, true. Catch the ball. I mean, I know he made up for for a home run. He, right. he, listen, he wasn't great. I'm not saying he was. I just, I don't know. I didn't feel like he got tattooed. He just wasn't terrific. If I was Gary Sanchez, now he had, did they call that a passed ball on him? Yes, absolutely. And then uh, the next inning or a couple innings later, he hits a, hits a home run. Yes. I'd have walked right back in the dugout and i go, we're even. <laughs> <laughs> don't 
I'm not mention gonna, this in the press conferences. We're even. I'm not going to lie. My first thought was, well, at least he made up for it. Yes. The same thing. Exactly. As soon as he hit it, I was like, all right, we're even. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't terribly disagree with you. You don't brag about your home run. We won't bring up the fact that you let a pitch go right past you. <laughs> Knee level. That's right. It's funny. And, oh, man. And uh, Blake Snell, I heard JJ mention this as well. Uh, he's uh, he's boy. He really's trying to get under the skin of Yankee fans. This uh, Blake Snell, he's in the past said how sweet it is when they beat the Yankees. It's yeah. a much a much happier celebration. Uh, he said he uh, told himself he sucks while he was warming up in order to get that authentic Yankee Stadium experience. There you go. Yeah, he was so good. He went five lousy innings. Give me a break. Right. I mean, that's the funny thing about bragging. this. I don't know. I see a starting pitcher go five innings. Like, were we supposed to applaud that? Yeah. Like you went five innings. And I know what, Tanaka went into the fifth. And not great. I, I Not great. I totally understand. But how would Kenta Maeda did last night? Where he goes uh, for the Twins. What did he do? Almost a uh, no-hitter into the ninth inning. Is that right? That's how you I didn't pitch. even see that. Yeah. Well, because he didn't get it. Kenta Maeda? Yeah, he didn't get the... Uh, the no-hitter. So he had a no-hitter into the ninth. Into the ninth inning. Was it, uh, what type of hit broke up the no-hitter? It was a bloop single, I believe. Oh, I hate the bloop single. Yeah, and then they wound up, I think it was, and I don't know this, I think it was 3 nothing into the ninth. He came out after giving up the hit, or maybe he gave up another base runner, I'm not sure. But they wound up scoring three runs to tie, and then they wound up, the Twins wound up winning in 12 innings. We've talked about this before, though. A no-hitter is not interesting anymore. I need a perfect game. You tell me you carry a perfect How game. How many new hitters do you think you get this year? Two. That's not interesting? Out of all the games <laughs> in baseball? Yeah. Are you out of your mind? I mean, it's somewhat interesting. It's not like, wow, he threw a no-hitter. I need a perfect Two. game. Out of... Well, it's a short season. Normally, we get like oh, seven. Time out. Time out. You do not get seven a year. Feels like it. No, yeah. I mean, I, listen, has there been a year where there might have been seven? Maybe. But I don't think on a normal year you get no there timeouts. I'm gonna Google most no hitters in a season. I mean, so there's let's see, Boom. let's say there's sixty days in a season. So you go fifty times sixty, right? Yeah. I can't do the math on that. That's like nine hundred games. You're telling me two no hitters in nine hundred games is not a big deal. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean <laughs> I suppose it just feels <laughs> like it just feels like there's a lot of no hitters. There's not though. Hmm. List of major league baseball. No, there's too many. I, I, I can't. There's three hundred of them in the history of in baseball. the history of baseball. How many baseball games do you think have been? Have well, been the played? ones in the 1800s don't count. Okay. Let's start from 1950, Al. <laughs> Let's start from like 1970. Let's start with the 69 miracle. But mess. there's only three hundred in the history of the game. I got gotcha. you. Look at this 2012, Jerry. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven in 2012. Okay. All right, that was a big year. 2015, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, it turns out seven's the lucky number. Seven seems to be the number. Yeah. So there's there's three. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Every, ladies and gentlemen, gather around your radio. My trusty partner, Al Duke, says it is not special to throw a no-hitter. Right. There have been approximately 220,000 baseball games played. (laughs) (laughs) And out of 220,000 baseball games, there have been 300 no-hitters. Eddie, what percentage is that? If you did the math really quick. What's the numbers again? 303 no-hitters out of 220,000 games. 
303, you're saying? Yes. Vanishingly small. I know. Is that one-tenth of one percent, roughly? Much uh, less than the uh, coronavirus. I was just reading that Nolan Ryan has half of those no-hitters. Well, Nolan he has Ryan, 150 no-hitters. He's unbelievable. We know that. He could probably step out there now at 68 years old and throw one. Oh, I wouldn't that's be surprised. A, that is an old man. That if old, he got you in a headlock, he could still punch you right in the face. However old he is. I need the percentage on that. He's old. Yeah. I mean, you're. I, I get. I understand that there are years where there might be a good handful of them. Yeah. So I understand your point, but it is still something that's special. I'm sorry, it just right. is. You're I got to get to the percentage special. though. So let's see. It's three hundred and three. Right? Is that how I do this? Divided by two hundred and twenty thousand. Does that sound right? One. Let's see. Yeah, that is, dude. You know what percentage that is? Three percent. That's like one one hundredth. Oh. Of 1%. So not a lot. Not a lot. I'm not a uh, betting man uh, for baseball. I don't bet baseball. But you've got to think the Yankees are going to beat the Rays tonight. They're not going to lose two in a row at home if they've only lost one game at Yankees. I agree. Stadium. I completely agree with you. I well, absolutely pitching? agree Let with you. Let me see who's pitching this game. Yeah. Ta- uh, oh, Garrett Cole. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. I might put my mortgage on it. You should. Double, well, you're not going to double your money. You might bet $10 and get back $10.20. <laughs> right. That's like he's nothing. That, he's that good. But the Rays, right. are a good, the Rays are a good team, though. It's funny. Yeah. Every year, this collection of names, it's like, I don't want to say who are they because that's not fair. I mean, they do have good players. But it's like every year, it's like the roster turns over. They don't really sign guys to long-term contracts. And yet somehow, some way, they end up with guys that just produce. It really is amazing. And none of them are gr- But like Brandon Lau. Would you really think Brandon Lau is a great baseball player? No. And yet he's batting like 350, comes through last night. I don't know. They're in, they really are. They're a very interesting team. So, anyway. And uh, uh, Rick on Twitter real quick, he says, Al, it sounds like you're thinking about shutouts and not no hitters. <laughs> you know what? I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. Not shutouts, special. Not special. Nice to do. Right, a complete game shutout, which we don't see often anymore. It's still okay. He threw a complete game shutout. It's nice, like you said. It's not front back page news, exactly. Or front page news or news in general. I would agree, but we do have front page news coming up on the other side right. of this break that Al has prepared for you. Oh, I sure so do. don't go anywhere. It's five eighteen. It's the warm up show until six. G joins us then here on the fan. Al and Jerry, this is the new normal. All right, twenty five after five on a Wednesday. It is great to have you with us on the warm-up show. Yesterday, we did discuss Fernando Tatis hitting the Grand Slam in the uh, nice win over the Rangers. I ask you this, Al Dukes. Was his manager apologizing for him last night when he stole third base up 6 nothing? Uh, I don't think he was. No, he was not. They wound up winning 6-4, and it was only the fourth inning. I but. saw a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of talk about that Grand Slam hitting, uh, you know, with uh, whatever big run lead they had there, and... I saw John Heyman tweet, and I couldn't tell whether he was joking. I think he was defending Tatis. Okay, but I couldn't tell whether he was joking in a tweet where he referenced, uh, you know, after Tatis hit the Grand Slam, they threw the Rangers through behind Manny Machado. Right. And I guess some people were suspended. Uh-huh. And he tweeted the suspensions and wrote, Fernando Tatis not not likely to face discipline or something like that. I was like, for, for hitting what? a grand slam, but I couldn't tell whether he was being... I didn't see that. I'm going to check that out now. I couldn't tell whether he was trying to be hilarious. I did like, though, how many people came to his defense. Me not too. John, Not John Heyman, but <laughs> Fernando Tatis. For his defense, yeah, for hitting the grand slam. Yeah, it really was Swing one of the, the dumbest things I've ever seen. 
Now, we're supposed to get uh, Jacob DeGrom tonight for the Mets. Yes. Old stiff-necked DeGrom. He's not old and stiff-necked. He's I mean, clear. Uh, He's good to go. You're going to watch Matt Harvey tonight? I'm interested in Matt Harvey. Okay. Although on the show she I wrote, Matt Harvey, uh, is, does he actually start tonight for the uh, Royals? Uh, against the Reds, I believe, yes. Yeah, I actually wrote on the show sheet uh, initially, Matt Harvey uh, signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> because as I was typing, I was like, oh, I wonder if this actually went on in my head as I was typing it. Will Matt Harvey get to meet Patrick Mahomes? He's in Kansas City now. He's part of the Royals. I could see to how that Bat happens, cave. though. To the Bat Cave, Robbie. Oh, yeah, John Heyman posted that. I don't see that anywhere. Anyway, let me check this out. Jay. I'm sure it's there. I just don't see it. All right. Maybe I, maybe this was my own little fantasy I was reading. Uh, but, yeah, I'm rooting for Matt Harvey. I like a comeback story. Yeah, absolutely. And he pitched for the Reds at one point, too, right? I mean, he got bounced around. <laughs> yes. So he'll be facing his old team. Yes. It is weird. Like I wonder what like, what that does to a player's like that must be a mo- a real mind uh, you know what as they say. Like this guy was in New York City on the top of the world. And now he's trying to find his way back. In a short order. And it's yeah. not like he was run over by a Mack truck and or he, something. And it he's was, had a couple of opportunities. Yeah, with the Angels. Yeah. With the Reds as I mentioned. Yep. With has the not Royals gone now. Well. Yeah. That's just so weird. Certain, also goes to show how delicate it is when you're at the top of your game, how just because his velocity, while it probably isn't what it was, he still is major league stuff, as they would say. I just think it would all end differently, somehow less ignominiously. It's just not the same. Definitely less ignominiously. Yeah, ignominious. Like, what happened to that guy? Surgery. And like, like, remember Jeremy Lin was like lighting the town on fire, and he disappears. Things certainly are turning the wrong way. Is this really the end? Unbelievable. Yeah. If you care for Batman, <laughs> keep hoping. How long is that? <laughs> Somebody went through their Batman VHS tapes. Uh, Jeremy Lin had a electric run here, as short as it might have been, and it didn't work with Carmelo Anthony. And what's interesting is how he went to other places and either didn't get the opportunity or he just became an average. wasn't bad. He just became an average NBA player. He actually, I thought when he was with the Nets, had a chance to, I don't want to say recapture what he had. I don't think that would have happened. But I think he could have been a good player for them. But he got hurt. Think about all the guys over the years who had great, super short runs in New York. Rex Ryan. That guy went to two championships and just flamed out. Well, yes, I don't know that it was super short. I mean, he had, I mean, three, we're talking about Jeremy Lin had like a solid two months. I mean, (laughs) Rex Ryan did have a pretty good few years and he was here. He's a head coach for a while here, but you're all right. I mean, it came quick and you know, that was what it was. Mm. Who else? You said, think of all the people. Who else are you thinking of? Well, I'm thinking of uh, other uh, baseball players. Right. Like who? Because you said, think of all the others. (laughs) So you said Joba Chamberlain. <laughs> Joba's a good one. That's a very good one. That's right, and baby. Then him wanting to be a starter ruined yeah, it. Right. That was I like that one. Joba yeah, Chamberlain. <laughs> that's right. Look at you pulled one out of your rear end. Yeah. Uh what do you think of this Red Sox <laughs> Christian Vasquez? He took a shot at the Yankees who swept their asses. He says the of the Yankees, they have no rings, and I have one. We beat them in the playoffs, and I like my ring. Of course, referencing that the Yankees don't have a ring since 2002. They have 27 last night. What I about counted. 2009 with A-Rod and Mark Teixeira and all those guys? 2002. 
are 2009. <laughs> 2002, they weren't even in it. Where did I read? <laughs> it was Giants Angels, right? <laughs> 2000. So 2000, they beat the Mets. 2001 was the Diamondback Series. 2009, they won the World Series. 2002 World Series was um, not the Yankees. Angels, Giants. (laughs) Then the next year, they lost to the Marlins. I am going to sue whoever wrote that article. And 2004 was the Red Sox disaster. Yes. (laughs) Where did I find that? I have no idea. Where do I get some of these things? I don't know. So you have the Yankees last winning the World Series in 2002. And you've Scratch got, that from your show sheet, And you've everybody. got Matt Harvey signing with the Chiefs. That's a good day right there. <laughs> everybody, scratch <laughs> scratch that from the show sheet. I, I, tremendous. I, I did scratch you it did, out, And you I just, just was waiting for you to reference it. Uh, but you know what? This Where is, did I say? This I'm going to get to the bottom of, of you. this. i got to be honest. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Not right now because it's very boring. But during the break, I'm going to get to the I bottom of this. I had a guy last night say, you know who I like? I like that weird dude with the dog. I said, oh, Eddie Scazzeri? He goes, no, not him. The other <laughs> no, weird no. guy. <laughs> now I'm the weird guy with the dog. Yes. Great. You, yeah, that's what you've become. And Great. then I said, I said, um, I said, weird dude with the dog. He's been producing the show for 11 years. Yeah. He does have a name. He goes, no, he's the, he's the weirdo. <laughs> and I've been the weirdo for a long time. I'm just recently with, with the, the dog. With the dog, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. The New York Knicks, Jerry, have hired Utah Jazz assistant Johnny Bryant. This according to an article I've read. All right. Uh, that he's going to be an associate coach, and they think he's here to lure Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Okay. Is that a buzz or no buzz? Yeah, here's when it's a buzz. Jonathan when they, Mitchell When to Donovan the Knicks. Mitchell comes and Donovan. meets with the Knicks, and there's actually a chance that they can sign him. Then you'll say buzz. Of course I would say buzz. Hmm. And probably more so buzz than them meeting with LeBron because I don't think anybody ever thought that they were going to be able to sign LeBron. Right. You know? I mean Come on, LeBron. Right. Uh, so it's a little bit different. Do you think people are more scared to come to New York now that they see on the news that uh, we've got a lot more crime? No, I don't. You don't? Oh, I would. If I, I was like I, a kid no, in the I Midwest, so. if I'm Donovan Mitchell and I'm over in Utah where it's peaceful, loving people. Is it, though? I don't know that. I don't know. It seems like it. I think Donovan Mitchell sees Madison Kish. Square Garden, and that would be a potential landing spot for him. Do I think he's leaving Utah? I have no idea. It's weird to me when I see guys currently during coronavirus getting like big contracts and things. I'm like, how do they know we're ever going to play sports again in front of people? Well, because they figure life will return at some point. And you better hope so. That's why the NFL was doling out all those contracts back right. in April and May at the height of this. People were losing their jobs and no fault of theirs. I'm not saying that it's the player's fault. You still business. You still got to operate like you have a league and a season and a business and all that. But it was weird when millions of Americans were losing their job, getting sick, blah, 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 blah. And so-and-so signs a $100 million contract. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, you know. It is. It's a weird look. There's no question. Yeah, it was very strange. And I just kept thinking, like, I would call these guys into the office if I owned the team. Like, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I'd be like, Patrick, listen, we're going to sign you. I don't know if anyone's ever going to watch these games again in person. Well, that's true. I don't know about any time, but anytime soon is probably a good way to say it. And Donovan Mitchell is not a free agent until after next season. Oh, my goodness, Jerry. I can't wait that long. Well, that's like May (laughs) or June. You're talking next year. Well, I say that, 
Basketball's probably not going to re... And again, I don't know how basketball's going to restart because I was thinking about this, and we talked about this yesterday. You asked these guys to go on a bubble for the playoffs. Same yes. thing with the NHL guys. Bubble cities for the playoffs. What do you do if this this virus is not under control in December? We're going to have a whole season in a bubble? It's one thing to do six to eight weeks. It's another thing when a season goes six months. Yes. Like, how are they playing the 2021 season? In a bubble. Interesting question. I don't know that you can do that. I really don't. Now, if it was me and that was the case, I would go something like a 20-game seeding season for a big tournament. That's what I would do. All right. Because you have to have something. Yeah, you got to do something because you can see it's successful. They're doing it well. No one's getting sick. So something works. I don't know how you pull off a full season if this virus isn't gone by then. That's concerning to me. All right. We got to take a break. Hold your story. I see you taking a deep breath. You're ready to just spew news. On the other side, Al spews. It's 535 on the van. We're coming right back. Don't go away. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. All right, 20 in front of six on the warm-up show. I do have a Twitter poll out there now uh, that Al has already voted on. And I got to be honest, I laughed at his response. So I put the I put the uh, poll out there that you don't believe a no-hitter is really that special anymore. Um, do you find them special or not? And then Al <laughs> responded by saying, I voted that they're not. That's right. Well, yes, of course you find. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I part of the poll. I don't know why I found that funny. So uh, what's the number I got to get to? 1,000 votes, right? Uh, 1,200 votes. 1,200 votes to, to have a real count. Okay. So Correct. I made it a three-and-a-half-hour poll, so we'll have it by the end of the show. Jerry, I found the uh, article in the New York Post wherein I inferred that the Yankees won the World Series in 2002. <laughs> I'm going to read it to you and see what you think of this writing by Mr. Ryan Dunleavy. Okay. You must answer to me, Mr. Ryan Dunleavy. You've made me look like a fool. All right, where is this? Uh, where... I had it. I had it. I'm surprised, though, Okay, because you do know baseball. I know we yeah. fool around with you, but you do know baseball. Okay, right. I'm surprised that that didn't stick into your head. Right, especially since we know that the Yankees ruined this idea that Jesus has anything to do with sports when Correct. they lost the 2001 World Series after 9-11. Right. Here's the sentence that I, uh, in a in a hurry to get my show sheet done, Jerry, this is what I read, and, and that's what I inferred. Here it is, and I quote, The Yankees have an MLB best 27 World Series titles, but only one since 2002. Why would he pick randomly 2002? I don't know, because they didn't win in 2001. I, now, if you told me only one since, what did he, wait, we read that again? The Yankees have a Major League Best 27 World Series titles, but only one since 2002. And they should have said one since 2000. Right. Now, I should have read the next sentence, which says... Or you could have said since 2001, because people could infer if you said it since 2000 that he could have been including it or not. Right. So you should have said one since 2001. And that's when I stopped reading, because the next sentence says, Brett Gardner is the lone player remaining on the roster from that championship... In 2009. <laughs> See, there's a lesson for you. Read more than the headline in the first this two Ryan sentences. This Ryan Dunleavy, he really got me good this morning, Yes, Jerry. he did. He did. Good he for screwed, him. He screwed you, i got to be honest. He screwed me nice. That's pretty... F- wow. Okay. Just saying, Ryan Dunleavy. Yeah. Shame on you. Shame, shame. Uh, former Cubs great Mark Grace was in the broadcast booth, uh, I believe, over the weekend for the Cubs. Right. And was relaying a story about his wife or his ex-wife, uh, parking in 
then Commissioner Bud Selig's parking spot oh, at a game. Oh, this is not good, yeah. And he called his wife a dingbat. They had a bad divorce. <laughs> Evidently. No, I remember this was, uh, this was public and this was not good. And he uh, had to apologize for calling his wife a dingbat. Uh, on the radio, or on yeah, on the radio broadcast, or it was on radio or t- uh, TV broadcast, uh, called her a dingbat and had to apologize. Now he did say before he called her a dingbat that he was going to go all all Archie Bunker on her because that was a big uh, popular name that Archie Bunker would call uh, his wife Edith. Right, dingbat. That's a cl- you know you don't I, I do appreciate a name that you haven't heard in a long time. You know, call like somebody dingbat. a dummy or a jerk. We've heard that. Yes. A dingbat? You got to go back to the 1970s Archie Bunker show to remember calling somebody a dingbat. That being said, if you've had a messy divorce with someone, you probably can't call them a dingbat on the air and not expect to apologize at some point. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. He used to go on the Jim Rome show years ago, Mark Grace, and used to talk about um, how he would get out of a slump by trying to find a full-figured gal to have relations with. <laughs> like, he would openly discuss this. <laughs> Who's this? This, was, this is uh, Mark Grace on the Jim Rome show. Okay. Years ago. Back before uh, there were so many different sports shows that everyone would go on every show and then everyone would get in trouble for saying things. <laughs> now he calls his wife a dingbat. He's got to apologize in 2020. You know his ex-wife married Ray Liotta? Oh, that's a good one. After... Uh, no, I think this Mark was before. Grace? I think she, so. She was married to Ray Liotta I, and Mark Grace. Not a hundred percent sure, but she's already divorced from Ray Liotta. So I wow. would say probably prior to Mark Grace. Boy, is she married to anyone else now? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. I don't know. All right, Jerry. Tom Flores and Drew Pearson, a Dallas Cowboy wide receiver, have been uh, a senior finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Great. The, it's just really just an excuse for me to be able to go, the Raiders. Oh, nothing about your childhood and Drew Pearson? The Raiders. Well, Drew Pearson, to me, was the first guy who caught a Hail Mary pass, although I don't know if that's true or not. Drew Pearson was the first big name, at least for me, big name person I tried to get on a show, and it was when I was producing for Joe, and I had what I thought was a phone number for his assistant. The Drew Pearson assistant. Okay. Yes, I did because I I forget what he does. I want to say he's in real estate now. I forget exactly what he does post playing career. All right, but I remember calling and I was told the. I forget who gave me the number back in the day. It might have been might have been Chris Carlin actually when he was producing for Mike and Chris. I don't remember who it was, but I remember I got the number and I was told it was his assistant's number. And I remember calling, and I got a voicemail, and it was like, "Hey, this is Drew Pearson. <laughs> hey, you've reached Drew or whatever. Leave a message, and I'll call you back." So I left the message, never thinking he'd call me back. And about 10 minutes later, he called me back, and he could not have been a nicer person on the phone. And I remember, like, that's kind of cool, because I loved Drew Pearson growing up, and he was a nice guy. And he came on with Joe that night. Drew Pearson is CEO of Drew Pearson Companies, a manufacturer of licensed headwear. Okay, so You're not thinking real of uh, Roger Staubach is in the real estate Well, Roger Staubach not only is in real estate, he's uh, like a billionaire in real estate, right? right. Remember, we've had him oh, on yeah. many times. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I don't know why I thought Drew Pearson was in real estate, too, but I know he had his own company. Um, so, yeah, really nice guy. So good for him. I'm probably that's hey, great. good for you. I'm of all the uh, shows, dramatic too, things. Of all the dramatic things, Jerry. Of all, uh, of all the shows this morning, since I've gotten incorrectly that the Yankees won the World Series in 2002, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Drew Pearson caught the first ever hail mary. He might have the first ever one. Might have. Let's go with it. 
I mean, maybe the first one that was named the Hail Mary. I don't I think know if it was, it was named the first the Hail Mary. one they ever did. I think Roger Stallback, after the game, said, I said a Hail Mary and heaved it up there. Yeah, I mean, I could see Let's that. I'm sure that. that play had been done before, but that's where the name came from. The Hail Mary. I could see that, yeah. Drew Pearson. And Tom Flores. The Raiders, Jerry. <laughs> um, that guy always had interesting hair, Tom Flores. <laughs> yes, he did. It looked like... Um, it looked like... Uh, like a like a stuffed animal filling. Very fluffy. Very fluffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and always ready to go. And now, now juxtapose that to Mark Davis's hair. <laughs> right. The Raiders have always been known for their hair. The slicked back Al Davis. Yeah. Didn't John Madden have good hair back in the day? Too? John Madden. Running the Madden. sidelines. Yes. I, could, yeah, I love the Raiders being somewhat evil. Well, you need them to be good to be evil, and you need a head coach that's a pain in the ass to be evil. That's why I thought like a Rob Ryan, if he ever got the chance (laughs) to be the head coach in Oakland, would have been good. Because he's got that biker biker football feel. Yes. And I don't know why. That's what I think of when I think of Al. The, do the Raiders thing. The Raiders. Yeah, well, you blew it. That's what I think of. That's why I like the per. And Gruden's good too for him because yes. he's got he's got the personality. He's right. a character, so that works out fine as well. But it's like don't hire a vanilla guy to coach the Raiders, right? And, and now they've... they're in Vegas. They're in Sin City. That's right, pretty cool, better. right? Like when they've had some nondescript coaches over the year, over the years, terrible. Yeah, it's terrible and, for football. And when Jerry. they're not a good football team, it's not good for football. Right. So I happen to agree with you. Let's go. It's we just a shame. Raiders. Think of how, how many bachelor parties there probably would have been this year around a Raider game. Right. And it would have been, and that's how you sell it to the fiance, too. Hun, we're going for the Raider game. New stadium. Yes, it's Vegas, but relax. We know we're football fans. And then you'd. So when I went to, and this is funny, because when I went to um, Atlanta to see the Cowboys. And Falcons, I don't think I want to out my friends, but whatever. There were four or five of us that went, maybe six of us, I forget. And the whole point of the trip was to go to the Braves-Indians World Series game and then Cowboys-Falcons on Sunday. Made a detour to the Gold Club on Friday night. Strippers and porn stars. Something like that. The guys had so much fun on Friday night at the Gold Club scrapped the baseball game, went back on Saturday night. I did go to the baseball game, and that's where I scalped the um, the ticket. That was fake. That was right, fake. you got up to the God, front, that uh, awful. presented your ticket, and they <laughs> said, brought sir, the this, security is, office. <laughs> this is fake. Yes. So they went to the Gold Club for a second straight night. I went to the baseball game, got ripped off, and wound up at, a, at an Irish bar drinking something equivalent to a car bomb that Eddie likes. And um, long story short, we go to the Cowboys-Falcons game on Sunday. None of us could still see straight. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's like the only game I've gone to in person where I did not enjoy myself. And it was a Cowboy game. It was Dion's first game. I think it was his first game with the Cowboys. Happened to be in Atlanta against the Falcons. And we were all miserable. Because you were hungover. Yes. So, fiancés, if they're going for a Vegas, uh, going to Vegas for a, a Raider game, all good. They're really not. It's My fiance. Kind of part of the trip, I would like say. Like that guy, whoever built that stadium out there has got to be like, what if we... This that is a brand, guy? Yeah. <laughs> this is a brand new stadium. What if we never okay, have fans in There'll there? There'll be fans there, just not this season. Will Ten, there be 60,000 fans there ever? Yes, next I'm year. I'm going to say no. Next year. 
I'm going to say we never. There'll be 100,000 fans there. I'm going to say we never fill All right, stop it. Stop the it. Stadium stop in it, stop Michigan. It. Don't ever be again. a pessimist. Don't do that. 10 is in that front the, of six. Is Watch. that the biggest stadium, Michigan, where they play football? The big, holds 100,000. Uh, is it the biggest one? Eddie would know that better than me. LA Coliseum, the Horseshoe, they're all about 100 grand. 100? Yeah. I say we never see it again. All right, what stop is it. the Raiders one? I don't, I don't know. I said it. I have no idea. I don't know. 100,000 Raider fans. I uh, take a lap dance, and could you put twenty on the Raiders minus uh, four? Spread this week? your boobs. Let me give you a ten dollars. <laughs> I'll take the Giants. <laughs> that was a clip from a bachelor party we went oh to. Oh my God! Five fifty-two. Good Lord on the fan. Greg joins us at six right now. A radio.com Sports Minute. Here's Amy Lawrence talking about the good work that the NFL is doing with the virus. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Mets won, Yankees lost. Islanders had a chance to sweep the Capitals, wound up losing. And the Lakers lost late last night as well. What else you got? There's a a Michael Strahan jersey up for auction, Jerry. That's over $100,000 right now. It's from his his Super Bowl with the Giants when they beat the Patriots in uh, 2008. $100,000? And Michael Strahan says... I still have the jersey, so that's a Fugazi jersey. Yeah, see, that's the problem with all yes. these things. How do you know what's real and what's not? You got to get it right when the guy peels it off his back. Yeah, I agree. And, and then take at that a photo point, of it. you need a picture. Exactly. You need right. a picture of it. You need to get your phone out. Take a video of Michael Strahan saying, I am handing Al Dukes my jersey from this Super Bowl that we just beat the Patriots. Here it is. Yeah, and then you can't sell six of them, just saying. Exactly. Like one. You can only sell the one. Yes. Exactly, Jerry. Or you can then buy one and keep that one. Uh, right. You could do whatever. <laughs> this one even, I saw the a picture of it. It even has like stain marks and everything on it. So, Boy, so someone went to great lengths, yeah. huh? It's probably a Michael Strahan jersey. They're probably just signed. They probably just sewed on the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, it's from week six against the Cardinals. Right. Garbage, Jerry. Garbage. Garbage. And a new study is out that says that your cell phone can tell when you're drunk based on the way you're walking. Oh, why not? I mean, the cell phone, I get ads on my phone now or from websites from things I talk about, so what the hell? The guy is drunk! The yeah. guy is drunk. So, Jerry, why don't we do this? Create an app that alerts you when you're drunk. Or how about this? Don't drink to excess. I drank a lot last night. Yep. <laughs> I was That's drunk on life. <laughs> what if you just drunk on life and because your phone tells you? I'm violent as a Senators 4-1 and you... What was that? Drunk Jerry. Hey, Nets and Yankees fans, we've got you covered with a Wednesday Uh. Hoopin' Hardball doubleheader. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 